Once again, it's a good morning. Yes, it is a good morning. <laughs> and we declare that this is a blessed new day uh, that the Lord has given us. Yesterday is gone and uh, today is a new day. Another beautiful day to declare God's goodness again. Um, and so um, let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your love. Thank you for this fresh new day that you have given to us. Your masses, they are new. And even this morning, your masses are new. Lord, as we enter into this day, we thank you for your greatness in our lives. We thank you that you have great things in store for us today. We thank you for your angels over us. We thank you for your word in us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit in us. Lead us. Holy Spirit, guide us through this day. We thank you, Father, for this moment, even as we share your word. May your presence remain with us. May your word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. The entrance of your word may it bring light to our lives in the name of Jesus. We give you honor and praise in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Wow, today I can confidently tell you one thing. Um, yesterday we, we shared um, a message on uh, God's goodness. And uh, I just want to connect that today again and just say that uh, God is good. And um, thinking about uh, how God is good, today I can confidently tell you that God is thinking about you. Can you imagine that God thinks about you? You are in his mind. The Bible says, what is man that you are mindful of him? In other words, your mind is full of man. God, you are, you are always thinking about us. And so God is always thinking about you. Believe you me. He's always thinking about you. And when he's thinking about you, he's thinking good thoughts. He's thinking peaceful thoughts. Not evil thoughts, but peaceful thoughts. He's thinking of plans for you to, to do you good um, and, and not disaster. He's, he's planning good things for you. God is planning a good future for you. God is planning a good tomorrow for you how about that that god is thinking about you and planning for you good things that your tomorrow is secure in him god is so confident that what he has planned for you is only for good not disaster the bible says that jesus came uh, that we might have life and that we might have that life more abundantly 
The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus came so that we can have life. And so that life is a good life that God wants us to have. A peaceful life. And those are the kind of things that God thinks about uh, for us. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know you all know that scripture. How God says that he has plans for us. He has thoughts and plans for to do us good. Not for evil, but to give us a future and an expected end. To give us hope for the future. And so this morning, I just want to encourage us in those lines about how God is good and his, his goodness uh, to us is in his plan. Uh, that's what he's planning. He's planning uh, to do us good. The Bible gives us um, a very beautiful story, a story about a certain man called Joseph. And uh, Joseph, um, I believe many of you know the story of Joseph in the Bible, in the book of Genesis chapter 37, uh, from chapter 37, the Bible talks about Joseph who had great dreams. Uh, God gave him some very powerful uh, dreams uh, which God gave him about his life. And, uh, you know, he shared these dreams with his family and his brothers. He had other brothers that he shared these dreams with. And uh, for for a while, it seemed like like these dreams are just going to happen tomorrow. You know, it seemed like tomorrow we will wake up and this is what Joseph will be. Tomorrow we will wake up and we will be bowing down to Joseph. Tomorrow we will wake up and, and probably even Joseph felt like tomorrow will be a new day. Tomorrow will be something great. You know, it was like it will happen immediately. Do you sometimes have dreams? Do you have God-given dreams? Do you have some things in your life that you have dreamt about and that God has put in your heart as dreams and desires that God has put in your heart, you know, to serve him, um, uh, dreams to be a blessing to those around you, you know, dreams of, of greatness, dreams of things that you desire to do for the kingdom and in the kingdom. Joseph's brothers were unkind to him. Even through those, when, when he shared those dreams with his brothers, they didn't think good concerning him. Joseph's brothers became jealous of him. Sometimes when you have dreams, it's not very good to, to share it with, with people because sometimes they're not ready to accept uh, or to believe whatever it is that you're desiring or that you're dreaming. And his brothers were unkind to him they thought wickedly about him. They threw him in a pit. You know, the Bible says that they hated him. They hated Joseph. They envied Joseph. They had a wicked plan for Joseph. They didn't think good concerning him. You know, many times we, 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 we encounter people who just don't want good for us. They don't want us to prosper. They don't want us to, 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 for it to be well with us. And we find ourselves in, in situations where uh, people are unkind, unkind to us. And, and they want to just hate us and, and, and they're showing some envy to us. And we feel like, you know, the world is coming apart. So Joseph had 
these dreams. And for a while, it seemed like every time, every moment was just a downward slope. It's like he was just continuing to go down and down and down. But you know what? The Bible says that do not fret because of evil doers. Psalm 37 verse 1. The Bible says, fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. The Bible tells us not to fret. What does it mean to fret? It means to be troubled or to be bothered or to be concerned or to be upset, to feel unhappy. And uh, Psalm 37 talks about fret not yourself because of evildoers. Don't be unhappy. Don't be bothered. Don't be too concerned. Don't be upset because of evildoers. The Bible talks about how they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. And then it says, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. The Bible warns us against being too troubled or bothered or concerned about the wicked, about people who do evil. And I believe that Joseph did not concern himself so much with those who were doing evil to him. Because in the end, he says that the evil that they had intended, God was using it for his good. The evil that the enemy intends for you, God is working at it to do you good. And so be encouraged this morning. God had a plan for Joseph. God had a perfect plan for Joseph. God had good thoughts for Joseph. God was thinking peaceful thoughts for Joseph. He had a, 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 a life of prosperity for Joseph. And so many times we don't see that because we, we cannot see the future, but God sees the future and God is in the future. That's why he says, I have plans and thoughts, thoughts for, of good and not of evil that I'm thinking about you. There are thoughts that I'm going to bring you to a place of prosperity, to a place, a future that you expect. Today, as you go about your day, meditate on this word that God has a plan for you and it is a good uh, plan. Jesus is our perfect example. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author of and finisher of our faith. So when we look at examples in the Bible of how God has good plans for us, we take Joseph as an example and we also take Jesus as an example. God had a plan for Joseph. God had a plan for Jesus. The plan was before the foundations of the earth that Christ would die on the cross and give us a new life. So God has a plan for you. God has a perfect plan for you. And so you should not fret at all. Psalm 37 is a real encouragement to us this morning.
It says, verse 7 says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Verse 8 says, Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. You know, because when you think about, when, when you concentrate and bother yourself and get concerned about people who do evil, it will only lead you to also do evil because you will feel bad about it. You will feel upset about it. You will feel un unhappy about it and you'll start worrying about it. But God does not want us to fret or to feel bothered about people who do evil. Because he says he loves judgment. The Lord loves judgment. He loves judgment. And he does not forsake his sins. They are preserved forever. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. He says that the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. So he says, wait on the Lord. Keep his way. And he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. So be encouraged today that God is planning good and perfect things for you. He has a good plan for you. He did good to Joseph. He did good to Joseph. And in the end, Joseph was a blessing to his family. Even though his own family were the ones who were against him in the beginning. But God used all that to make Joseph a blessing. The devil once upon a time thought that he had won when Jesus died on the cross. But thank God for his plan for the salvation of mankind. The devil had no idea what was coming. To him the enemy had no if the princes of this world knew they would not have crucified the lord of glory you and i are here today we are living in victory why because god had a plan god always has a plan and his plans are always good they are always to give us good good things a good future and to give us to, to, to make us to be able to walk in the purposes of God and in the plan of God. So we can confidently go about our day to day meditating on this word, that God's plans, that God's thoughts, that his thoughts and his plans for us are only for good. Why? Because God is good. He says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are are higher than our ways, Isaiah 55. He says that his, his thoughts are higher than our, our thoughts. And so God, whatever it is that you're thinking right now for yourself, maybe you're planning things, maybe you're just uh, trying to see what is it that I can do, you know, to, 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 to get ahead in life or to, to, to bless uh, my family or to do good. God is thinking higher than that. His thoughts for you, 
and his plans for you, you cannot even fathom. You cannot even imagine the kind of things that God has planned for you. And so let us be confident today as we walk the streets, as we walk, as we go out to our uh, working places, as we go out to serve the Lord, as we go out to, to serve our families, as we go out to be with our friends, let us always remember and know that God has a great and good plan for us. And so we can never be defeated. We can never walk in defeat. We walk in victory. We can confidently go about our day knowing that God's plans, they are working. He is working to do us good. He is working behind the scenes. Whether we see it or we don't see it, he is working for us. He says in Psalm uh, 37 and verse 34, he says, wait on the Lord and keep his way. Wait on him and keep his way and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. So wait on the Lord. Don't be in a hurry. Wait on him because he is faithful. He says, delight yourself in him and he will give you the desires of your heart. Not that he will give you the things that you want, but he will give you what to desire. He will put in you what you desire. Commit your way to him. Trust also in him and he will bring it to pass because he is faithful and he is good and he has great and good plans for us. So, child of God, be encouraged this morning. Be encouraged and be strengthened and know that God has gone before you, he has gone into your future, and he knows the end from the beginning. He is the God who knows everything concerning you, and there's a book that he has written concerning you that must be fulfilled. And so be confident today as you go about your day, because God is good, and his goodness is all over you today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, we glorify your name this morning. We thank you that even as we go out, even as we live our day to day, you already have a plan for us. Lord, may those plans be fulfilled. May those plans come to pass. We partner with you in the plans that you have for us. We partner with you in the plans for our future. We thank you, Father, that you're thinking good thoughts concerning us, that you're thinking peaceful thoughts concerning us, to give us good things, to give us prosperity and not disaster. Oh, thank you, Father. This morning, we are free to go about our daily lives, knowing that you care about us and that you have already planned good for us. We give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. God bless you and have a victorious day. The book of Deuteronomy is the fifth book of the Bible and the final book of the Torah. 
After the exodus from Egypt, Israel was at Mount Sinai for one year, entering into a covenant with their God. And then they had the disastrous road trip through the wilderness, and the exodus generation disqualified themselves from entering into the land promised to Abraham. And so Deuteronomy begins with Moses standing in front of this new generation explaining the Torah. And it's from here that the design and purpose of the book unfolds. Deuteronomy is a series of speeches from Moses where he's calling the next generation of Israel to be faithful to the covenant with their God. At the center of the book is a collection of laws, which are the terms of the covenant between God and Israel. Some of the laws are new, but many are repeated from the laws given earlier at Mount Sinai. And that's actually where this book gets its name, from a Greek word, deuteronomion, which means a second law. Now surrounding these laws are two outer sections of Moses' speech. Each of these are broken up into two parts themselves. Let's just dive in and we'll see how this whole thing works. So Moses first of all summarizes the story so far and he highlights how rebellious the previous generation was in contrast with God's constant grace and provision in the wilderness. And God did bring his justice on them, yes, but he did not abandon his covenant promises. After this comes a series of very passionate sermons where Moses calls on this new generation to be more faithful than their parents were to the covenant. He reminds them of the Ten Commandments and then the centerpiece of this section is a famous line called the Shema. Moses says, listen Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your might. This became a very important daily prayer in Judaism, and it brings all of the themes of the book together. So the word listen, or shema in Hebrew, it means much more than just to hear. Its meaning includes responding to what you hear, or in English we would say obey. And the word love in Hebrew also means much more than just an emotion or feeling. It's about a decision of wholehearted devotion to God that involves your will and your emotions, your mind and your heart. Now, for Israel, their obedience and devotion to God served a much larger purpose. Obedience to the laws is going to make Israel a unique people among the nations. Just like God said at Mount Sinai, they will become a kingdom of priests. And Moses now says, how? Israel has the chance by following the laws to show the whole world the wisdom and the justice of God. The other key idea in the Shema is that Israel was called to obey and be devoted to the Lord alone. Or literally, in Hebrew, it says, the Lord is one. Now, in context, the point is that the Lord is the one God Israel is to worship and obey. Israel is about to go into the land of Canaan, where people worship idol gods that represent all different aspects of creation, the sun, the weather, sex, and war. And in Moses' view, worshiping these gods degrades humans and destroys communities. But worshiping the God of Israel, who's the creator and the redeemer, that will lead to life and blessing. And so we come to the large collection of laws at the center of the book. And they're roughly arranged by topic. So the opening section is about Israel's worship of their God. They were to have one central temple where one God would be worshipped. And also God was to be worshipped in Israel's care for its poor. So for example, all Israelites were to set aside one-tenth of their annual income to be given to the temple. But another tenth was to be set aside every three years and given to the poor. And these are the kinds of laws that put Israel on the cutting edge of justice in comparison to their ancient 
neighbors, and it was all bound up with their worship of God. The next section outlines the character qualities of Israel's leaders. So the elders, the priests, the kings, these were all placed under the authority of the covenant laws, which God said that he would enforce by sending prophets to keep the leaders accountable. So in contrast to Israel's neighbors, where kings were thought of as divine and a law unto themselves, Israel's leaders were subordinate to the law and the prophets. Following this is a large section of laws about Israel's civil life, so rules about marriage and family and business, and also about social justice, about their legal system and how it was to protect widows and orphans and immigrants. And then these are concluded by more laws about worship. Now, here's some tips for reading all of these laws. Remember, first of all, these are the terms of the Sinai Covenant given specifically to ancient Israel, living in a culture that's very different from yours. And so too, it's not going to be helpful to compare these laws with modern laws from a very different culture. Rather, these were given to set Israel apart, and so we need to compare these laws with those of Israel's neighbors, like in Assyria or Babylon. And when you do that, all of a sudden laws that seemed harsh or bizarre become much more clear. You see that God is pushing Israel to a higher level of justice than was ever known before. And so finally, try to discern what core principles of wisdom or justice underlie any particular law. And you'll discover some really profound things. So here's an extra credit assignment. Go see how Paul the Apostle does this very thing in his first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 9. And he quotes a law from Deuteronomy, chapter 25, verse 4. It's really interesting. So back to Moses. After he goes through all of the laws, he issues a final challenge that Israel should listen to and love their God. He first issues a warning and the ultimatum. If Israel listens to and obeys their God, everything's going to go great, lots of divine blessing. But if they don't listen and rebel, famine, plague, devastation, and ultimately exile from the land. And then Moses forces a decision. He says, today I set before you all life or death, blessing or curse, goodness or evil. So choose life by loving the Lord your God and listening to him. But then Moses says this. He says, I know that after I die, you're going to rebel and turn away from God and end up in exile, which is kind of a downer. But then again, he's been with these people for decades and it becomes clear that his hopes are not very high. But all is not lost, Moses says. One day, When Israel is sitting in exile, at any point, Moses says, they can turn back to their God, who will, in his words, circumcise your hearts so that you may love him with all your heart and soul and live. Now, this is a vivid metaphor that's saying something is fundamentally wrong with Israel's heart. It's stubborn and hard. And it's the same thing wrong with the heart of all of humanity. This is going all the way back to the rebellion in the garden. Humans seized autonomy from God. They wanted to define good and evil for themselves, and they ruined God's good world as a result. But one day, Moses says, God is going to do something to transform the hearts of his people so that they can truly listen to and love God from the heart and be led back to true life. And this is the promise that gets picked up by the later biblical prophets, Jeremiah and Ezekiel, the hope for a new heart. So Moses ends his speech with a poem of warning and then of blessing, and then he walks up onto a mountain and he dies. And so the Torah draws to a close. All of the major plot tensions of the biblical story are in place, but left totally unresolved. So when is the descendant of the woman going to come and defeat evil? Or how is God going to rescue the whole world and bless all nations through this family? And how can God's holiness be reconciled with people who are continually rebellious? And how is God going to transform the hearts of his people? You just have to keep reading to find out. But for now, 
That's what the book of Deuteronomy is all about. The fifth book of Moses, called Deuteronomy. These are the words which Moses spoke to all Israel on this side of the Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain opposite Suf, between Paran, Tophel, Laban, Hazirath, and Dizahab. It is eleven days' journey from Horeb, by way of Mount Seir, to Kadesh Barnea. Now it came to pass, in the fortieth year, in the eleventh month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spoke to the children of Israel, according to all that the Lord had given him as commandments to them, after he had killed Sihan, king of the Amorites, who dwelt in Heshban, and Og, king of Bashan, who dwelt at Ashtoreth in Edrei. On this side of the Jordan, in the land of Moab, Moses began to explain this law. The Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey, and go to the mountains of the Amorites, to all the neighboring places in the plain, in the mountains and in the lowland, in the south and on the seacoast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. See, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land, which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them and their descendants after them. And I spoke to you at that time, saying, I alone am not able to bear you. The Lord your God has multiplied you, and here you are today, as the stars of heaven in multitude. May the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more numerous than you are and bless you as he has promised you. How can I alone bear your problems and your burdens and your complaints? Choose wise, understanding, and knowledgeable men from among your tribes, and I will make them heads over you. And you answered me and said, the thing which you have told us to do is good. So I took the heads of your tribes, wise and knowledgeable men, and made them heads over you, leaders of thousands, leaders of hundreds, leaders of fifties, leaders of tens, and officers for your tribes. Then I commanded your judges at that time, saying, Here are the cases between your brethren, and judge righteously between a man and his brother, or the stranger who is with him. 
You shall not show partiality in judgment. You shall hear the small as well as the great. You shall not be afraid in any man's presence, for the judgment is God's. The case that is too hard for you, bring to me, and I will hear it. And I commanded you at that time all the things which you should do. So we departed from Horeb and went through all that great and terrible wilderness which you saw on the way to the mountains of the Amorites, as the Lord our God had commanded us. Then we came to Kadesh Barnea, and I said to you, you have come to the mountains of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess it, as the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you. Do not fear or be discouraged and every one of you came near to me and said, Let us send men before us and let them search out the land for us and bring back word to us of the way by which we should go up and of the cities into which we shall come. The plan pleased me well, so I took twelve of your men one man from each tribe, and they departed and went up into the mountains and came to the valley of Eshkol and spied it out. They also took some of the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down to us, and they brought back word to us, saying, It is a good land which the Lord our God is giving us. Nevertheless, you would not go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. And you complained in your tents and said, Because the Lord hates us, he has brought us out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts saying, The people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and fortified up to heaven. Moreover, we have seen the sons of the Anakim there. Then I said to you, Do not be terrified or afraid of them. Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes, and in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you, as a man carries his son. In all the way that you went until you came to this place, Yet for all that you did not believe the Lord your God, who went in the way before you to search out a place for you to pitch your tents 
to show you the way you should go in the fire by night and in the cloud by day. And the Lord heard the sound of your words and was angry and took an oath, saying, Surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see that good land of which I swore to give to your fathers. Except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, he shall see it. And to him and his children, I am giving the land on which he walked, because he wholly followed the Lord. The Lord was also angry with me for your sakes, saying, Even you shall not go in there. Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall go in there. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Moreover, your little ones and your children, who you say will be victims, who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they shall go in there. To them I will give it, and they shall possess it. But as for you, turn and take your journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. Then you answered and said to me, We have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight, just as the Lord our God commanded us. And when every one of you had girded on his weapons of war, you were ready to go up into the mountain. And the Lord said to me, Tell them do not go up, nor fight, for I am not among you, lest you be defeated before your enemies. So I spoke to you, yet you would not listen, but rebelled against the command of the Lord and presumptuously went up into the mountain, and the Amorites who dwelt in that mountain came out against you and chased you as bees do, and drove you back from Seir to Horma. Then you returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not listen to your voice nor give ear to you, so you remained in Kadesh many days, according to the days that you spent there. Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spoke to me and we skirted Mount Seir for many days. And the Lord spoke to me, saying, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward and command the people, saying, You are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir, 
and they will be afraid of you. Therefore watch yourselves carefully. Do not meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land, no, not so much as one footstep, because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. You shall buy food from them with money that you may eat, and you shall also buy water from them with money that you may drink. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows you're trudging through this great wilderness. These forty years, the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. And when we pass beyond our brethren, the descendants of Esau, who dwelt in Seir, away from the road of the plain, away from Elath and Ezion Geber, we turned and passed by way of the wilderness of Moab. Then the Lord said to me, Do not harass Moab, nor contend with them in battle, for I will not give you any of their land as a possession, because I have given Ah to the descendants of Lot as a possession. The Emom had dwelt there in times past, of people as great and numerous and tall as the Anakim. They were also regarded as giants like the Anakim. But the Moabites called them Emom. The Horites formerly dwelt in Seir, but the descendants of Esau dispossessed them and destroyed them from before them and dwelt in their place, just as Israel did to the land of their possession, which the Lord gave them. Now rise and cross over the valley of the Zerid. So we crossed over the valley of the Zerid, and the time we took to come from Kadesh Barnea until we crossed over the valley of the Zerid was thirty-eight years until all the generation of the men of war was consumed from the midst of the camp, just as the Lord had sworn to them. For indeed the hand of the Lord was against them, to destroy them from the midst of the camp until they were consumed. So it was when all the men of war had finally perished from among the people that the Lord spoke to me, saying, This day you are to cross over at Ar, the boundary of Moab. And when you come near the people of Ammon, do not harass them or meddle with them for I will not give you any of the land of the people of Ammon as a possession, because I have given it to the descendants of Lot as a possession. That was also regarded as a land of giants. Giants formerly dwelt there, but the Amorites called them Zamzumim, a people as great and numerous and tall as the Anakim. But the Lord destroyed them before them, and they dispossessed them and dwelt in their place, 
just as he had done for the descendants of Esau who dwelt in Seir when he destroyed the Horites from before them. They dispossessed them and dwelt in their place even to this day. And the Avon, who dwelt in villages as far as Gaza. The Kaphtarim, who came from Kaptur, destroyed them and dwelt in their place. Rise, take your journey, and cross over the river Arnon. Look, I have given into your hand Sion, the Amorite, king of Eshpen, and his land. Begin to possess it and engage him in battle. This day I will begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the nations under the whole heaven who shall hear the report of you and shall tremble and be in anguish because of you. And I sent messengers from the wilderness of Kedemoth to Sion, king of Heshbon, with words of peace, saying, Let me pass through your land. I will keep strictly to the road, and I will turn neither to the right nor to the left. You shall sell me food for money that I may eat, and give me water for money that I may drink. Only let me pass through on foot, just as the descendants of Esau who dwell in Seir and the Moabites who dwell in Ar did for me until I cross the Jordan to the land which the Lord our God is giving us. But Sion, king of Heshbon, would not let us pass through. For the Lord your God hardened his spirit and made his heart obstinate that he might deliver him into your hand as it is this day. And the Lord said to me, See, I have begun to give Sion and his land over to you. Begin to possess it, that you may inherit his land. Then Sion and all his people came out against us to fight at Jahaz. And the Lord our God delivered him over to us. So we defeated him, his sons, and all his people. We took all his cities at that time, and we utterly destroyed the men, women, and little ones of every city. We left none remaining. We took only the livestock as plunder for ourselves with the spoils of the cities which we took. From Aror, which is on the bank of the river Arnon, and from the city that is in the ravine as far as Gilead, there was not one city too strong for us. The Lord our God delivered all to us. 
Only you did not go near the land of the people of Ammon. Anywhere along the river Jabbok, or to the cities of the mountains, or wherever the Lord our God had forbidden us. Then we turned, and went up the road to Basham. And Og, king of Basham, came out against us, he and all his people, to battle at Edrigai. And the Lord said to me, Do not fear him, for I have delivered him and all his people and his land into your hand. You shall do to him as you did to Sion, King of the Amorites, who dwelt at Eshpen. So the Lord our God also delivered into our hands Og, King of Bashan, with all his people. And we attacked him until he had no survivors remaining. And we took all his cities at that time. There was not a city which we did not take from them. Sixty cities. All the region of Argob, the kingdom of Og and Bashan. All these cities were fortified with high walls, gates, and bars, besides a great many rural towns, and we utterly destroyed them, as we did to Sion, king of Eshvan, utterly destroying the men women and children of every city. But all the livestock and the spoil of the cities we took as booty for ourselves. And at that time, we took the land from the hand of the two kings of the Amorites, who were on this side of the Jordan, from the river Arnon to Mount Hermon, the Sidonians call Hermon Siron, and the Amorites call it Senior. All the cities of the plain, all Gilead and all Bashan, as far as Salka and Edrei, cities of the kingdom of Og in Bashan. For only Og, king of Bashan, Remain of the remnants of the giants. Indeed, his bedstead was an iron bedstead. Is it not in Rabbah of the people of Ammon? Nine cubits is its length, and four cubits its width, according to the standard cubit. And this land, which we possessed at that time, from Aurora, which is by the river Arnon, and half the mountains of Gilead and its cities, I gave to the Reubenites and the Gadites. The rest of Gilead and all Bashan, the kingdom of Og, I gave to half the tribe of Manasseh. All the region of Argob, with all Bashan, was called the land of the giants. 
Jair, the son of Manasseh, took all the region of Argob, as far as the border of the Jeshurites and the Meachites, and called Bashan after his own name, Haveth Jair, to this day. Also, I gave Gilead to Mahir, and to the Reubenites and the Gadites, I gave from Gilead as far as the river Arnon, the middle of the river as the border, as far as the river Jabbok, the border of the people of Ammon. The plain also with the Jordan as the border, from Kinnereth as far as the east side of the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, below the slopes of Pisgah. Then, I commanded you at that time, saying, The Lord your God has given you this land to possess. All you men of valor shall cross over armed before your brethren, the children of Israel. But your wives, your little ones, and your livestock, I know that you have much livestock, shall stay in your cities which I have given you, until the Lord has given rest to your brethren as to you. And they also possess the land which the Lord your God is giving them beyond the Jordan. Then each of you may return to his possession which I have given you. And I commanded Joshua at that time saying, Your eyes have seen all that the Lord your God has done to these two kings. So will the Lord do to all the kingdoms through which you pass. You must not fear them, for the Lord your God himself fights for you. Then I pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do anything like your works and your mighty deeds? I pray, let me cross over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, those pleasant mountains, and Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me on your account, and would not listen to me. So the Lord said to me, Enough of that. Speak no more Speak to no me, more of, this to me of this matter. Go up, to the top Go up to the top of Pisgah and lift your eyes toward the west, the north, the south, and the east. Behold it with your eyes, for you shall not cross over this Jordan. But command Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him, for he shall go over before this people and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you will see. So we stayed in the valley opposite Beth Peor. Now, O Israel, 
Listen to the statutes and the judgments, which I teach you to observe, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers is giving you. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did at Baal Peor, for the Lord your God has destroyed from among you all the men who followed Baal of Peor. But you who held fast to the Lord your God are alive today, every one of you. Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments just as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should act according to them in the land which you go to possess. Therefore be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us? For whatever reason we may call upon him. And what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in all this law which I set before you this day? Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life and teach them to your children and your grandchildren especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb when the Lord said to me gather the people to me and I will let them hear my words that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth and that they may teach their children. Then you came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire to the midst of heaven with darkness, cloud, and thick darkness. And the Lord spoke to you out of the midst of the fire, you heard the sound of the words, but saw no form. You only heard a voice. So he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on two tablets of stone. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments, 
that you might observe them in the land which you cross over to possess. Take careful heed to yourselves, for you saw no form when the Lord spoke to you at Oreb out of the midst of the fire, lest you act corruptly and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, or the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air. The likeness of anything that creeps on the ground. Or the likeness of any fish that is in the water beneath the earth. And take heed, lest you lift your eyes to heaven and when you see the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you feel driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord your God has given to all the peoples under the whole heaven as a heritage. But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace out of Egypt to be his people and inheritance as you are this day. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and swore that I would not cross over the Jordan and that I would not enter the good land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. But I must die in this land. I must not cross over the Jordan. But you shall cross over and possess that good land. Take heed to yourselves lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God which he made with you, and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of anything which the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. When you beget children, and grandchildren, and have grown old in the land, and act corruptly, and make a carved image in the form of anything, and do evil in the sight of the Lord your God to provoke him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that you will soon utterly perish from the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. You will not prolong your days in it, but will be utterly destroyed, and the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. And there, 
You will serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you are in distress, and all these things come upon you in the latter days, when you turn to the Lord your God and obey his voice, for the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not forsake you, nor destroy you, nor forget the covenant of your fathers, which he swore to them. For ask now concerning the days that are past, which were before you, since the day that God created man on the earth, and ask from one end of heaven to the other whether any great thing like this has happened or anything like it has been heard. Did any people ever hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as you have heard and lived? Or did God ever try to go and take for himself a nation from the midst of another nation by trials, by signs, by wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and by great terrors, according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. To you it was shown that you might know that the Lord himself is God. There is none other besides him. Out of heaven he let you hear his voice, that he might instruct you. On earth he showed you his great fire, and you heard his words out of the midst of the fire, and because he loved your fathers. Therefore, he chose their descendants after them, and he brought you out of Egypt with his presence, with his mighty power, driving out from before you nations greater and mightier than you, to bring you in, to give you their land as an inheritance as it is this day. Therefore, know this day and consider it in your heart that the Lord himself is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. There is no other. You shall therefore keep his statutes and his commandments which I command you today.
that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord your God is giving you for all time. Then Moses set apart three cities on this side of the Jordan toward the rising of the sun, that the manslayer might flee there, who kills his neighbor unintentionally, without having hated him in time past, and that by fleeing to one of these cities he might live. Bezer in the wilderness on the plateau for the Reubenites, Ramoth in Gilead for the Gadites, and Golan in Bashan for the Manassites. Now this is the law which Moses set before the children of Israel. These are the testimonies, the statutes, and the judgments which Moses spoke to the children of Israel after they came out of Egypt on this side of the Jordan in the valley opposite Beth Peor, in the land of Sion, king of the Amorites, who dwelt at Heshbon, whom Moses and the children of Israel defeated after they came out of Egypt. And they took possession of his land, and the land of Og, king of Bashan, two kings of the Amorites, who were on this side of the Jordan toward the rising of the sun, from Aroah, which is on the bank of the river Arnon, even to Mount Sion, that is Hermon, and all the plain on the east side of the Jordan, as far as the Sea of Arabah, below the slopes of Pisgah. And Moses called all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your hearing today, that you may learn them and be careful to observe them. The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. The Lord did not make this covenant with our fathers, but with us, those who are here today, all of us who are alive. The Lord talked with you face to face on the mountain from the midst of the fire. I stood between the Lord and you at that time to declare to you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid because of the fire, and you did not go up the mountain. He said, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me, and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, 
for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any of your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates, that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother, as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be long, and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. And you shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, his male servant, his female servant, his ox, his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. These words the Lord spoke to all your assembly. In the mountain, from the midst of the fire, the cloud, and the thick darkness, with a loud voice. And he added no more. And he wrote them on two tablets of stone, and gave them to me. So it was, when you heard the voice from the midst of the darkness, while the mountain was burning with fire, that you came near to me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders, and you said, Surely the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice from the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God speaks with man, yet he still lives. Now, therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more, then we shall die. For who is there of all flesh who has heard the voice of the living God speaking from the midst of the fire as we have and lived? You, go near and hear all that the Lord our God may say. And tell us all that the Lord our God says to you. And we will hear and do it. Then the Lord heard the voice of your words when you spoke to me. And the Lord said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people which they have spoken to you. They are right in all that they have spoken. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my commandments 
that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Go and say to them, Return to your tents. But as for you, stand here by me, and I will speak to you all the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which you shall teach them, that they may observe them in the land which I am giving them to possess. Therefore you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live and that it may be well with you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. This is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son, and your grandson all the days of your life and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it that it may be well with you and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words, which I command you today, shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, 
to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of all good things which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord your God, and serve him, and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are all around you. For the Lord your God is a jealous God among you. Lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Massa. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, his testimonies and his statutes which he has commanded you. And you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you and that you may go in and possess the good land of which the Lord swore to your fathers, to cast out all your enemies from before you, as the Lord has spoken. When your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is the meaning of the testimonies, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders before our eyes, great and severe against Egypt, Pharaoh, and all his household. Then he brought us out from there that he might bring us in, to give us the land of which he swore to our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God, for our good always, that he might preserve us alive, as it is this day. Then it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord our God, as he has commanded us.
When the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess, and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites, and the Girgashites, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than you. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them, nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor take their daughter for your son. For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. But thus you shall deal with them. You shall destroy their altars and break down their sacred pillars and cut down their wooden images and burn their carved images with fire. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any other people. For you were the least of all peoples. But because the Lord loves you, and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Therefore, know that the Lord your God he is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. And he repays those who hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack with him who hates him. He will repay him to his face. Therefore you shall keep the commandment, the statutes and the judgments which I command you today to observe them. Then it shall come to pass, because you listen to these judgments, and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep with you 
the covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. And he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your land, your grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock in the land of which he swore to your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be a male or female baron among you or among your livestock. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have known, but will lay them on all those who hate you. Also you shall destroy all the peoples whom the Lord your God delivers over to you. Your eye shall have no pity on them, nor shall you serve their gods, for that will be a snare to you. If you should say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? You shall not be afraid of them. But you shall remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. The great trials which your eyes saw, the signs and the wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out, so shall the Lord your God do to all the peoples of whom you are afraid. Moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet among them until those who are left to hide themselves from you are destroyed. You shall not be terrified of them. For the Lord your God, the great and awesome God, is among you. And the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little. You will be unable to destroy them at once, lest the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. But the Lord your God will deliver them over to you and will inflict defeat upon them until they are destroyed. And he will deliver their kings into your hand and you will destroy their name from under heaven. No one shall be able to stand against you until you have destroyed them.
You shall burn the carved images of their gods with fire. You shall not covet the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it for yourselves, lest you be snared by it. For it is an abomination to the Lord your God. Nor shall you bring an abomination into your house, lest you be doomed to destruction like it. You shall utterly detest it, and utterly abhor it, for it is an accursed thing. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these forty years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone. But man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these forty years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, 
and his statutes which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full, and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness, in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Then it shall be if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish as the nations which the Lord destroys before you, so you shall perish, because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God.
celebrate you. Lord, we bless you. We adore you, Jesus. Come on, just go ahead and bless him. Cheers, Akira. Atasasa wewe ni ebeneza Tulipofika wewe ni ebeneza Atasasa wewe ni ebeneza Ebeneza, ebeneza Atasasa wewe ni ebeneza Tulipofika wewe ni ebeneza Atasasa wewe ni ebeneza Ebeneza, ebeneza We say Atasasa wewe ni ebeneza Tulipofika wewe ni ebeneza Atasasa wewe
matembe juu ya maji ni finyange ni udongo ni kuchue Zaidi, 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 na zaidi.